Hi, this is Maurice LaMarche, and uh, that name will mean nothing to you, nor the sound of my voice, unless I become the brain from TV's Pinky in the Brain, or Calculon, the star of all my circuits from Futurama. Oh, uh, he is a bottle, so from Futurama. Puny human, this is Morbo the Newscaster. On tonight's news, you're listening to Still Toking With on the Dorkening Podcast Network. I will destroy you. Hey, hey, happy Wednesday, everybody. You are watching Still Token With. My name is Leo. I'm the monkey behind the keyboard here. We have a fabulous, most awesome episode for you today, as always. And uh, Benjamin, how's it going? Fabulous, most I awesome. did that just for you. <laughs> I almost like that. I almost like that. No, man, uh, I'm doing great. Uh, another Wednesday night. Super psyched about our guest tonight, and uh, I'm just gonna let you just roll through the the, the special co-hosts. And oh wait, I think somebody else is even back from vacation. Was it vacation or was it an exhibition exhibition for the the mighty baby Sasquatch hunter? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, 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 I did come across one, but he stole my weed. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> You know, so he's buried out there in the woods, so nobody's going to find him now. <laughs> That's right. He died happy. That's right. You know, I mean, yeah, I just got back from Alaska. What a great trip. Uh, anybody, if you ever get the chance to go up there, just go up there. You're going to be a new person. I'm going to tell you that right now. You're going to see things that are unbelievable. The air is the cleanest I have ever breathed in my life. And I've had my head in some weird places. <laughs> 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 but it's great to be back. Great to be back. We got Jaja with us as well. Uh, he, you know, we wanted him to join in on this. Um, so uh, I, I'm not even going to try and pronounce your last name, Dr. Uma, uh, but let's bring her right in. Thank you. Welcome. I, there's no way I was going to pronounce that. I've been trying for years. It's pretty easy, Dana actually. Ballin. Dana Ballin. Hey, that's it. It just overwhelms people all those days, but you I, absolutely got it right. I've been Dana practicing Ballin. all day. Thank you. See, we should let Jar Jar know. Yeah, well, no, 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 you know. Well, let, let, let's do it over. Jar Jar, do you have tonight's special guest? Oh, I, I, I do have tonight's spe- what? <laughs> <laughs> On the spot. Oh, and right you, now I could use something practice. for anxiety and <laughs> breathe. <laughs> right. Uh, Doctor Uma Donna Balin. Like you got this, it. You got it. Yeah, Thank wow. you. She, I'm excited. Like he literally was practicing. I, I been, uh, he was uh, he was saying it over and over and over and over and over. Oh, and I'm you like, should, Jar 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 And he oh, puts they his were and he's with like, me. Oh, <laughs> they've been messing with me for weeks, and they put me on the spot, and they make me introduce the guests without knowing that I'm going to be introducing the guests. So I actually have a whole introduction for you tonight, and Jeff ruined it. He just like, oh, wait, go, go for it, there. go for it. Do it. Oh, you want to hear the introduction? Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Today we have the privilege of speaking with a highly respected physician and prominent advocate for the use of medical cannabis. With a background in occupational and environmental medicine, she has dedicated her career to exploring the therapeutic potential of cannabis and educating both medical professionals and the public about its uh, benefits. Her extensive knowledge and expertise have made her a leading authority in the field, and she's played 
played a crucial role in promoting the integration of medical cannabis into mainstream healthcare. Through her research advocacy in patient cases, Dr. Uma Donna Balin is at the forefront of shaping our understanding of medical cannabis and its role in improving health and well-being. We are thrilled to have her with us today to share her insights and experiences. Welcome, Dr. Uma Donna Balin. Yay! Well, thank you. Thank you all. I really appreciate it. I'm I'm almost impressed with that one, Jar Jar. I know. I I wish. I I thought that you were going to keep going and take up the whole freaking hour, though. Oh, oh, (laughs) next time. Next time. Just saying. Just saying. Good job. Good job. Bravo. I can tell you were reading all your eyes were going back and forth. Oh, I know. I know. (laughs) I can't remember all that. Uh, It would have been funny if you could have. Oh, man. Wow. But anyway. (laughs) So. So my, my first my first question for you is based on what I was seeing, you really didn't get into uh, the whole cannabis side of it until about 2010. Is that correct? Absolutely. That's when I got introduced that we have a system that I had never learned about with all my initials behind my name and everything else. It still is not mainstream about the endocannabinoid systems and still healthcare providers don't know that we have this system. It's that's, that's I only sad. learned about it myself like two years ago. And I, I actually, my, my girlfriend, who's a nurse, I pointed out, I was like, did you know? I was like, this is in us. I'm like, we're supposed to have this. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yep. I mean, my wife's been a nurse for 36 years. And all those, all that time, we never talked about it. It was never brought up even though we discussed a lot of while she was going to school and what she was learning mm-hmm. and everything else, but the cannabinoid system, none of that was ever brought up. So what are some of the most common myths about medical marijuana? I think the main thing is the fact that we don't realize that it was prescribed by doctors. Like today, I don't get to prescribe it. I only get to make a recommendation because it's in schedule one. So this is a big difference for healthcare providers. Usually, you know, a patient goes into a doctor's office, they get a script and they get a prescription and they go someplace and they get their medicine. Well, this is a little different. So that's one of the biggest factors that we want people to understand. What is the disconnect between a patient and a doctor? And what are the doctors facing right now? And the myth also is the fact that this is very you know, neurotoxic, the developing brain, the developing brain. What are we going to do with the developing brain? Well, the myth is that it's the brain is developing till the day we die. You know, we hear about this word neuroplasticity now, that we're constantly being able to learn. And how does cannabis play a role in that? It's Mm -hmm. a neuroprotectant. And the other myths that we want people to understand is what does schedule one mean? What does that mean? That when we say something that's is the a, scary one, like we're up there with heroin, it's like huh? exactly, exactly. Right. Um, let's go there, you know. Like, I don't mind going... being there with LSD and stuff, but heroin, I'm like, <laughs> hold on, <laughs> hold on a second, back up, exactly. And you bring up, you know, LSD and now psilocybin and some of these other things that are coming into play right now, mm-hmm. and more is going to be discovered. But I really want people to understand that this is a plant. This is a plant. This is not Mm -hmm. something that's made up in a lab and, you know, created. This is truly a plant that grows all over the world. And it was prescribed by doctors 
It was in the United States Pharmacopeia, which many people understand. If you go there, that's where we find all our drugs. Mm -hmm. And we want people to understand that nobody, a big fat zero people have ever died from an intoxication, a toxicity from this plant. You may feel like you're dying, you know, if you take too much, been there, done that is what many patients will say and do, but you can't yeah. die. You can't die from it. You know, um, people have heard those four 911 calls, you know, I think I'm dying, but you're not going to die. So that's another myth that we want people to understand. And the other part that we really want people to understand is that we don't know everything. We don't know everything. So all the misinformation needs to be corrected. And this is where reefer madness I even heard somebody call it the devil's lettuce one time. And mm -hmm. I'm like, holy shamoli. This is how people still have this plant ingrained within them. So this is some of the misinformation that we want people to understand that this is a plant. It's been around for thousands and thousands of years. I'm from India originally, and this is where the knowledge of this plant came from Ayurvedic medicine. Ayu means life, Veda means knowledge, and it's one of many, many plants that has been used in bringing people peace, homeostasis, healing. And that's what this beautiful system that I knew nothing about till 2010 is about, the endocannabinoid system function is about homeostasis, balance. So why, in your opinion, why do you think, you know, you talked about, uh, you know, the suppression of it and it's a, it's a class one substance. Why do you think that they, I'm just going to use the word they, felt the need to try and crush what is a very, very healthy and beneficial plant? It's greed. Politics. Uh, yep. Let's just go straight there. It's about racism. It's about manipulating people's minds. And that's what we did. We actually converted people thinking from what the plant's purpose was to the politics. That's what they did. And, mm -hmm. and they is the United States of America with propaganda. And we changed this beautiful plant from the word cannabis to marijuana. And in that process of doing that, we lost what this plant's benefits was. And, you know, Jack Herrer spoke about it as the plant is for fuel, fiber, paper, and medicine. And I say that it's the five Ps. It's for people. It's for pets or produce. It's for the planet. It's for peace and profit. And that's what this plant represents to me. And when I mean profit, I mean that not just the jobs and all the things that this could create, but mm -hmm. one's health and wellness, your body, your health, no amount of money, no amount of money can take that back. So that's what that profit means to me and why I got so passionate about it because I lost my mom um, to an illness known as idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis. Fancy term for we don't know what the frick caused your lung disease. I mean, my mom had never smoked. She had never worked in an occupation. She was never exposed to known toxics and she died of a lung disease. And I know 
that if I had had the opportunity and the badass attitude that I have today, you know, 12 years ago, I could have given this plant to her freely. I could have given her a better quality of life. Even if the disease is going to kill you, we have a quality of life thing. And that's mm -hmm. something that to me mm -hmm. is a global situation. I don't care who you are, where you are, you're going to die someday. Yeah. And you're going to watch people die every day. Why not give people dignity and give them an opportunity, this plant? And that's where I'm fighting for. And I've been fighting for it all over the world that, you know, this is about an opportunity to give people choices, alternatives, provide the research, educate them and give solutions. And so I call it CARES. And that's what that's all about. What, what are, uh, oh, go ahead, Jeff. Well, I was just going to throw in there, you know, uh, sorry about your mom to hear about that. Um, I yeah. know that I went through the same thing. Ben went yep. through the same thing. Yep. Uh, we both lost our dads to lung cancer and lung disease. Um, you know, so that's kind of why we're trying to, or one of the reasons why we're doing what we're doing, because I wish this was available 20 years ago when he was diagnosed and going through it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I and do, I think I, it's unfortunate, and I think the government should be held responsible. Yes, well, you know, I, I, I will say, you know, I, I totally agree with Jeff on that. I mean, my dad was uh, a firefighter. He worked for the town of Plymouth, never, never smoked marijuana in his life, had a few drinks on occasion. But in the last two months of his life, we kind of coerced him to smoke a joint with us. You know, we were like, Dad, what's going to like, really, Dad, what's going to kill you? And he you ate, did it, Ben. He ate two and a half pizzas. The guy hadn't been eaten. He ate two and a half pizzas. I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? And, he, and he's fantastic. like, that was great. I'm going to bed. <laughs> but I mean. That's the quality of life right there. Right. If 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 we had had that option, that my dad's uh, 23 years now. Um, I mean, I think at least the last maybe five years of his life, because he suffered for 10 years. Um. I think he would have had a good quality of life, you know? So anyways, I'm sorry. Didn't mean to cut you off. No, I think when we hear that word cancer, like cannabis must be, I can't scream everywhere. At least if you don't want to give it for other things, at least when you hear the word cancer for children, why can't you incorporate this as part of the protocol? I just, I've been doing some expert witness work now nationally. And this is one of the things I'm like really trying to stress on is like, look, we need to change the way things are happening. And as long as I have a voice, I want to use it to educate people and say, look, please wake up. This is your children. This is your family. These are the people you love. And eventually it's going to be you. And this mm -hmm. is the myths. One of the other myths is that smoking cannabis is going to ruin your lungs. It's mm. not. And one of the things we should call it is all smoke is not the same. And you mentioned firefighter. Firefighters mm -hmm. were exposed to all kinds of smokes, chemical smokes, plastic yep. smokes, all different chemicals and pesticides and solvents. God only knows heavy metals that they were exposed to and even things like asbestos, normal yep. building items. And these are the things that we know create cancer. Right. And I look at can uh, cannabis for prevention, prevention, mm -hmm. maintenance and treatment. And this is where. I feel like, you know, if we can 
think about all the traumatic brain injuries. I do a thing called Doc and Jocks that I created. I'm the doc and we have jocks. We've had Jim McMahon and Ricky Williams and different athletes talk about traumatic brain injuries, how much medications they were pumped, how many of them are alcoholics, how many of them have multiple medications. And I just feel like there's just so much that we could talk about and there's so much truth that has to be told that we're not discussing. Definitely. Yep, I agree. I mean, I, re I read an article it was a number of years ago, five, six, seven years ago, about a mother who was actually arrested and charged with child abuse for giving her little son, I think it was, I think it was a son, cannabis oil um, for a seizure. Yeah, I remember that. You know, and it was something that she had been doing because it worked. Mm -hmm. So what are they, they, instead of looking into the, the process and why it works, they just arrest her. We just had a case like this, a mother from Colorado moved down to Florida. Child had autism, not officially diagnosed. They were given in cannabinoids, part of, with CBD. The child reacted from a fire drill, from a fire drill. Anybody would react. Child with autism overreacted, oh, yeah. overstimulated. And, you know, they drug tested this child, took the child away from the parent. And what have we done? Now, mm -hmm. meanwhile, if the child had tested positive for Adderall or Ambien or whatever the freaking drug out there is, that's okay because it was legally prescribed, not recommended. And so, you know, we're seeing this happen right now with children being taken away. I just had a court case in Minnesota, a child that was court-ordered mandated for chemotherapy treatment. Court-ordered mandated. I mean, really? Where did the parents lose their rights? Mm. When did we give this yep. up? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's not good. And they, they just keep pushing the old rhetoric instead of opening up conversation and communication about what it really is all about. You know, they're not allowing people to make their own decisions, to make their own minds up. Nope. Nah, I was just about to ask, like, what are the current legal challenges surrounding the use of cannabis and stuff? And you went right into it. Like, that, that's even some that I weren't, wasn't even thinking of. I, I was just thinking of people, you know, self not worried about get, losing their children and stuff like that. that. That's rough. It is. And, you know, these protocols, and I've been around. I've been around for a bit where... I can talk about this stuff. I did cancer research. I was part of the animal research, human research, tissue culture. And I know what these damn drugs do. They still do the same things they did 20, 40 years ago when I worked with them. So it's no different. It's a poison. Does it work? Yes. Does it give you a quality of life for a bit? Maybe. But why can't we incorporate cannabis with it? Why? That's all I'm asking. Mm. And you mentioned it. Yep. Your dad ate. And yeah. in the words of... Dr. DeMazzo, the endocannabinoid system is meant for us to relax, eat, sleep, forget. It's equally important to remember is to forget and also protect. So this is the mantra, relax, eat, sleep, forget, and protect. And if we can understand that if any one of these things is not at balance, it affects one's life. Mm -hmm. And we've right now, we've got a world a world that has been impacted by COVID, mental health issues all over the freaking world. And they're doling out these meds with no exit plan. When are we going to get them off of it? None. 
No, no, they don't want an exit plan. The pharmaceuticals no, 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 want make the too cure, much money. They want customers. Right. Yeah. We all have to become, and I've been saying this all over the world, please don't take my word. Become an educated consumer. Become an yep. educated customer. That's what I want everybody out there. My son is 34 years old, is my CEO of the company. He's the future. I just became a grandmother. I have an, another legacy now to leave behind. And what I want people to do is please, 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 please become educated, become curious, understand what these meds can do to you. What does it do to your body? What's the long-term effect? What have we learned? What can we share with others? And that's why this meetings and these interviews are so, so important to me. Because oh, if yeah. we can impact one person, yeah. I know they will go teach this to 10 other people. And that's another philosophy. Reach one, teach 10. Reach one, teach 10. As we do this, proliferate this message, it's not going to be the doctors that maybe educate you. You're going to be educating your healthcare providers. Yep. So how, how do you address uh, concerns about addiction and dependency of medical cannabis? I talk about it straight up. Addiction is an illness. Anybody, anybody can become an addict, I tell people. If you add something to your regime every day and it doesn't work with you, it's a form of addiction. Okay. And that's how I tell people. Addiction is inappropriate use. So there's, when you think of your own body, there's a certain amount of use, there's overuse, there's abuse, and then there's addiction. This is how I look at things. And can people become addicted? Absolutely. Nine to 10% of the population gets addicted to cannabis. Were they going to get addicted to something else? Yes. Is that part of their mental health? Yes. Do we make people aware of it? Yes. The thing about cannabis that's important to understand is that if you're addicted to alcohol or other drugs, when you go cold turkey, there's a potential of death. Mm -hmm. Death. Death. Yep. Death. Mm -hmm. I mean, death. Okay. From stopping something that you were legally prescribed day in and day out by a healthcare provider that was reimbursed by your healthcare system with no exit plan. Mm -hmm. But that's okay. But cannabis, you will not die. Like I said, you will maybe feel like, but you're not going to die from a cannabis withdrawal. It's hard. You'll get anxious. You might not sleep. You might have other issues, but you're not going to die. And people, I tell them, take a holiday. Take a freaking holiday. Don't smoke for a day. Don't use cannabis for a day. See how you feel. Right. If you have problems, then we need to have a discussion. Right. You need help then. You need to talk to a therapist. This is not a one-man team thing. And I tell people this straight up. Cannabis is not for everyone. Yet, it should be a first-line mm -hmm. option, not the last resort. I also include that in the statement. I want people to understand that. Safety first. Do no harm is what Dr. Uma says. Because this plant... And this option is way, way safer than anything else that I can use out there. And it can be used as an adjunct. It's not an all or none law. You can use it with your other medicines. Okay. I think all Actually, of us do that, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> pretty um, much. 
What uh, what country do you think is more advanced than anybody else in the cannabis world? You stole my oh, question. That's a good one. Yeah. You know, because I'd like I, to go there. <laughs> well, you know, it's really interesting. I think of like Portugal as being a country that's, you know, legalized everything. But I just had a patient that told me they went to Portugal and they couldn't find their cannabis there when they were traveling. So I really don't know. I mean, I've, I've been involved with legalization in Thailand. I was, we went there in 2018 to meet with the government officials and then they legalized. And, you know, they're looking at it as how to bring in money, how to bring in tourism, how to use a plant that's Thai stick. I still remember this back from the mm-hmm. 70s. You know, this was one big particular taught us all. <laughs> yes. And, um, you know, this is where... I think there's a lot of the, the Cheech and Chong's really gave a misrepresentation. Oh, yeah. Of, you know, there again, we did a lot of harm and, you know, the profiling of a cannabis user. And so there things have to be changed. But um, Thailand, I've been involved with Thailand. I've been involved with Jamaica. I've been involved with Costa Rica. And now we're going back to Germany. Um, and I've been to India recently and bringing up this discussion there because this is I look at it as it's our plant. It's an mm-hmm. India thing. And now we're just going to give it to everybody and they're going to just package it into, you know, 200 different pills for each cannabinoid and make a drug out of it. That's my concern that we're going to lose the plant. Mm-hmm. There's actually, I was, uh, I read an article a couple of years ago that, uh, I forget what company it was, but they were actually making what they were calling pseudo cannabis. Mm-hmm. They are. And putting it into pill form. Yeah. You know, wow. and why make pseudo That's cannabis wild. when you got the real freaking thing? I don't <laughs> It's a very good question because, you know, we are so ingrained with this word dose. So I want people to understand. Dr. Uma doesn't use the word dose. She uses this chemical word called titrate. Titrate means a little bit at a time. One drop, one pop, one little piece, one little tiny amounts. I'm a chemical engineer's daughter and a statistician's daughter. So things have a process and they have to compute. If it doesn't, it doesn't compute to me. If they don't add up and it doesn't have a process, it does not compute. And cannabis computes to me. There's a thing called metabolism. It works in your body differently. It works with different receptors. You and I are not different. There's five of us right now. Each of us, if we consume the same amount of whatever it was, not all are gonna have the same effect. Oh, not right. And that's because we have a different system. So, um, I know we were talking about countries, but I went off on a different tangent here. But what I really want people to understand is that this whole thing with cannabinoid medicine, it's very personalized. It's very personalized for the individual because they can actually control which cultivar to use, which method that they want to use. And I try to be funny and memorable. I I have a little graph. (laughs) And um, I call it the do me graph. And what it, I'm going to pull it out, actually, since we're talking about Dr. it. Dr. Uma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do me. So what it's supposed to be is a way of saying to people, how do I need it for me? Right. So it's a simple graph. And what it has is duration on one axis and onset on the other. And what we understand is like when you inhale, Inhalation is a very quick onset, but it's a very short duration. Edibles, it depends on your liver functions. 
It's a later onset and it longer duration. And you can microdose throughout the day. And this is what we want people to understand what do mean, duration onset. And the me part means the individual is asking at this moment, what effects do I need? Do I need to prevent something from happening? Do I need to maintain it or do I need to treat it? And this is where it's very, very personalized medicine. And it's all about you. And I'm taking credit for this. I call this the Dr. Uma curve, the U curve. <laughs> too little cannabis is just as bad as too much. And I want people to understand this. And this is where addiction, if your cup overfill it, why are you wasting your weed? Oh, what? snap. I think oh, she no. got a phone call. <laughs> oh. you. You're back. This is where everybody's different. Okay. So understanding where are you on that graph? Duration, onset. How much do I need? Do I pre-medicate if I know, like you said, I get anxious before I get on the TV show. So should you medicate before your situation arises? Uh I try to only do a little bit before a show because I don't want to, mm -hmm. in the middle of the show, burn out and be like, oh, well. Right. And I double dose oh, CBD if I have to drive into the city. Yeah, yeah like, it, exactly. Now it's getting to the point where you should be triple dosing. <laughs> Are you an angry driver, Jeff? <laughs> yeah. And this is a very important point. You know, um, there's people out there talking about people driving and and I think for some of my patients, if they don't medicate before they drive, they can't drive. Yeah. Okay. So this is where I want the truth to be told. If you are unsafe, don't get in the freaking car. Exactly. You know, just common safety sense. first. If I haven't slept, I should not be getting in the car. If I haven't eaten and my blood sugar is going to drop, I should not be driving. Mm -hmm. People on high blood pressure medicine, diabetes medicines, all these freaking meds. If you are unsafe, please don't get in the car. Uh, yeah, that's very well said. <laughs> but uh, but that's something that's lacking in today's world. It's just common sense. It really does. Oh, I was just gonna say common sense. You People know. don't know how to think. That's another you know. thing that's scaring me. See, and I I I actually thought I'm probably one of those people, like because. I was older when legalization happened, so I'm happy about it. I'm like, oh, this is cool, but I'm also like, shit, what's this going to mean for my kids and stuff? But to honestly, to say, I think with the legalization, without it being so taboo or whatever have you, they don't seem interested or as interested as we were when we were kids and like out partying and doing all this stuff. Right, right. It, well, me and, you know, me and Ben have noticed something, and I, I saw it a lot more this weekend. Mm. You know, we go out and we do Comic-Cons and events. Okay? Mm -hmm. And when you're set up as talking with the dead and everything is cannabis-based and, it, you know, we just have that look about us, most parents go to a Comic-Con with their kids and they kind of pull their kids away, even though the kids want to come over and see the zombies and stuff. But I'm slowly starting to see more and more parents approaching us yep. with their kids and actually having a discussion with us at, oh, our, that's booth cool. at our table, you right. know, uh, which I'm really, really happy to see. Me you know, too. it's a very slow process. I mean, you know, we're five years into doing this, and there must have been a half a dozen or more just over this past weekend. This past weekend, yeah. yeah. You know, and, uh, yeah. you know, the kids accept it, you know, dad, 
you know, this ain't the place. You got to go to the other store to buy your stuff. You don't mm-hmm. buy it here. So oh, my okay kids call it my medicine. My, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. They're just like, you know, hey, so I think, I think it's a good thing, you know, <laughs> in an educational way. I think that uh, on the flip side of that, um, the legalization, when I was watching it happen here in Massachusetts, and everybody that I was talking with, the general consensus I was getting was, oh, now we can get high legally. Not the medicinal aspect of it. Mm, right. You know what I mean? And and that was something that kind of disturbed me a little bit, but I also got it. You know what I mean? Because nobody's ever been educated on the medical side. Of it. And, you, you know, know I'm, I've been harping on that, too, because we never think about any other system working medically and recreationally. When you talk mm-hmm. about your heart or your cardiac system, you're saying, well, you know, it's working medically right now. And between the hours of 12 and 2, it will be working recreationally. We don't say that about your reproductive system. Maybe we can't talk about it that way, but you know, my reproductive system will be working medically to be impregnating my wife between the hours of eight to ten. No, seriously, I want to. I want to bring humor to this because well, right, right. We we've now confused people that oh, it's medical use and recreational use. The word recreation, when you look at the history, was really meant for us to recreate, rejuvenate regain not what am i going to do with my boredom time and get high you know this Mm -hmm. is where i think we need to to me food is medicine okay and if we sit there and eat crap food and i wonder why you can't take a good crop we got a problem houston right the same thing with cannabis i feel like inappropriate use has to be discussed with children somehow every home we celebrate with alcohol Every football game, everything has got these commercials. Celebrate alcohol. Well, I don't drink. I gave it up when I decided to be a badass because I felt every medical event I went to, alcohol is liberal. You walk in, you get your ID, and I think now they've gone from two drink vouchers to one drink voucher. But it's still, it's part of how we socialize. When is it going to be that you're going to have the line that's going to say, where's my drink voucher? Instead, where's my joint voucher? You know, I hope that will happen someday where we will be able to show that there's different ways to relax. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be with a drink in your hand. Oh, I can't wait until we have a, a restaurant open based solely on, on medicinal or even, you know, recreational uh, meals and stuff like that. Go out, have a nice relaxing night instead of sitting there with a couple of, because me and my girlfriend, we don't drink. We go out and we'll have a meal and the, you go out to a place, they're they're expecting you to buy drinks and, you know, that's where they make all their money. And we're like, I'll, I'll have a seltzer water. <laughs> Just like, and they look at us and I'm like, yeah, I'd rather smoke and fly. Yeah. <laughs> Alcohol is reduced. We know that where we have it available, you know, we're seeing the numbers come out. And so this is where I want to see more numbers come out and put it out there. But I cannot impress on inappropriate use, all Mm. ages, all ages, even adults, seniors, Mm. um, any age. You know, we have people that it becomes a bad habit. And that's what we have to understand. Is it a habit or is it your medicine? And ask that of anything that you do. Is it a habit or is it truly something that's helping me as a medicine? Yeah, I definitely have those friends that are like, hey, I can't do this until we do this. 
got to do this first. And it's not just like one or two things. It's like everything. It's like, hold on, man. We just smoked an hour ago. Can't we go out to the store? Yeah. Well, I see these people, cigarette smokers. I'm like, daggone it. Enjoy your joint. Smoke it. Relax. Enjoy it. Why do you got I call it their passies. They follow They're it sucking up. on their passies is what I call it. You know, they got those little vape things that they suck on in between. And I'm like, this has got to stop. Like, what are you doing? And one of the things that's really, really important is conscious use. There's two words. Am I using whatever it may be, consciousnessly, what am I doing to this lovely thing called my body, my temple, you know, and really, really think about it that way and think about it for the people that you love. What are they doing? You know, I tell people, please go get a med list of everybody that you love and look at their medication list and explain to them, what are they taking? Have they had a medical review of their meds? Are they duplicating their meds? Do they really need all these meds? And get involved with what is in your home, your chemicals. Um, I do this thing with uh, Fran Drescher for Cancer Spancher. And um, one of the things that we really look at, what's in your body, on you and around you, in you, on you and around you. What are all those chemicals that you rub on your body day in and day out? Soaps, mm. sprays, what are all of these things that we're using? really become conscious. Where is your cannabis grown? Who's growing it? Has it been tested? Mm -hmm. Is there heavy metals? What's in the soil that the cannabis is grown in? What's in the air? What's in the water? I'm calling it saw solutions. That's one of the lectures that we're teaching people. Learn to know what's in your air, what's in the soil, what's in the water. And these are all important factors no matter where you are in the world. Um, it's really, really important because I'm 60 years young now and I look at it as what can we help people with? How can I make a difference today in people's lives? First in my own life. And I tell people, remember that rule, put the oxygen mask on you first before you help others. So yeah. understand the importance of taking care of your own health. One healthy person can help for other people. Right. One sick person needs for other people. Where do you want to be? You know, think about these things. We have an aging population, chronic diseases, chronic medications, chronic pain, mental health, all part of life. Geez, you made me feel like I got to give up my pepperoni pizza with double cheese. <laughs> oh, please now. go get the best pepperoni. <laughs> Well, so, for what it's worth, and I want to throw that out there, I did stop smoking three weeks ago. Oh, yes, good for you, yes, Jeff. Yes, yeah. he did. Yes, he did. Yes. You know, congratulations. And, you Keep know, it up. I haven't quit you know? yet, but I am. When you're ready, I, come see me. Forty-five years. Biggest mistake of my life was picking up that cigarette, and the greatest was—I I don't even remember at this point how long ago. That's how long it's been, and getting rid of it. Though I still don't know where the money goes. Like people are like, you're gonna <laughs> save so much money. I'm like, where does it go though? Right, Who has right. it? Well, my my edible intake has increased a little bit since, but uh, to be expected. That's okay. You know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, but I did have a question that for nicotine you. Person. Uh -huh. um, you know, obviously, I've been a smoker my entire life. I grew up 
smoking weed my entire life. You know, the old brick shit that you had to break mm. apart with a hammer. Uh, in today's <laughs> world, uh, I have trouble smoking the weed today. You it's will. very raw. It's harsh. And the chemicals. my lungs, they just don't like it. This is where I, I'm very, very concerned. And I've been, I, when I first started this, people didn't like what I was saying, but this was the truth. I was very concerned about the vape cartridges. I come from occupational environmental medicine. We look at exposures. Back in the days, there was a thing called um, popcorn lung. We yeah, learned man. about the workers that, you know, back in the days we had Jiffy Pop. I'm dating myself. That was the aluminum mm-hmm. things that we shook huh? on the stove. Yeah. And then I'm 62, we got into- so. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> We so, you know, then we got into microwave popcorn and they, the, the workforce that created the microwave popcorn was spraying this oil. And this is one of the biggest things I want to talk about today is that we had a death in with truly an employee that died as a worker. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the biggest concerns is personal protective equipment. You mentioned firefighters. Firefighters get mm-hmm. a pre-placement exam. We follow them and we make sure their lung exposures. The same way, if you have any concerns out there, folks, go get a peak flow meter. They're about 15 to 20 bucks. Every home should have a peak flow meter. It's a little device that you blow into. It's sort of like having a tire gauge in your car for your air tire pressure. Mm -hmm. This is something that anybody and everybody can get. Get one. Zero it out. Blow it in it. Do it three times. Average out your number. That'll become your number. Use the cannabis. See if your numbers improve or decrease. There's something in the cannabis that should be concerning. I really believe that all of these pesticides, they're using them in these dispensaries. They're being used in mass production and people are sensitive to it. Maybe the average 80 person isn't, but some are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just attributed to my lungs being shot as a 60 year old smoker. Mm -hmm. You should really or get it's a, the new strains of weed. I mean, it's a lot more powerful today than it was when I was growing up. But yeah. I'll tell you, you can tell from the quality if there's residual solvents or heavy metals or any of these things. And that's one of my, I did my fellowship in lead and then got involved with beryllium and other heavy metals. But these are my concerns because when you talk about somebody using a lot of it every day, it micro accumulates and then it can become toxic. So a plant that's killed nobody can become a poison if we don't know what is in this plant. Well, my biggest problem is forgetting to change my bong water. <laughs> I call that drug abuse. That's I know. Good weed up, it, no, no, that's exactly when I know I'm like, oh, this is tasting a little, oh, time to change that. Get rid of it. I, I don't have a nice clear bong. I'm sorry. <laughs> But those are the old school methods that people use because it was a way of cleaning it, getting the air through the water. So it purified it without mm-hmm. just combusting it. And that's people have to understand what does inhalation mean? Is it combustion? Is it vaporization? Is it temperatures? There's a whole science to it. Um, I run a small concierge practice. I spend an hour in it on an initial visit. I take what I do very seriously. I follow my patients. Um, I certify patients for Massachusetts, Connecticut, Maine, uh, New Hampshire, Vermont, Rhode Island, Washington State, and Georgia. But I do consults for people all over the world, 
So many people have a card and they still don't know what to do. So if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to contact us. And where can they find out about her, Leo? Uh, if you check the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. Uh, you was... can contact me at upliftinghealthandwellness at gmail.com is our email. And our website is upliftinghealthandwellness.com as well. Um, my youngest in my clinic is one. And my eldest is 98. So wow. I truly oh, get okay. to practice family medicine. Right, right. Now, now, do you find that the, um, uh, I don't want to use the word elder because I hate that, but the, the older folks uh, are, what are, really you trying to say? To, are, they are, are really starting to come around and, yeah, and really my, take notice? The senior population, I have to tell you. Um, senior, there's the word I was looking for. Yeah, the senior <laughs> population is my sassy ship population, as I call it. They come in with an attitude. You know, they're very clear cut, but I love them. Not and, here to get high. Just want well, to. They, they say that. <laughs> yeah. oh, I am not going to smoke. I've been a smoker. I'm not smoking this stuff and I'm not going to get high. I say, okay, fine. So we start them with topicals <laughs> and a little bit of tinctures or a little edible. And the funniest shit is they'll come back in and they'll be like, Dr. I got me a pipe now. And they, they're, they're curious. You know, they got their little pipe and, and I tell them, look, go and smell this stuff. Your nose knows. Your nose knows because this nose is connected to cranial nerve one, olfaction. And this is where smells take you to a really nice place or a really bad place. Mm. And this is where people that have had trauma, aromatherapy, and finding that terpene profile that just whiffing it will make you happy. You know? So this is where I talk about terpenes look at the beautiful flavonoids look at the colors look at the cannabinoid profiles work backwards go to the dispensaries and just sniff find what you like then work backwards say is this a sativa is this a hybrid is this an indica put it in that profile look at the smells is it a lemonine that's in there is it a machine is what's in it go home find that stuff in your home that you like Pepper, lavender, rosemary, mm. basil. These are all what's in this plant. And this is a learning. It's it's fun. And I wish we could I'm do this. I'm entranced right now. This is great. It's right. Fun. Talking about all the profiles and stuff. I'm like, oh. yeah. yeah. It is. And that's what we want people to get educated about. Like, find what you like. And you don't have to smoke it. You don't have to eat it. You can do hemp parts. Start eating hemp. One serving, three tablespoons, 10 grams of protein. I actually well, use uh, 10 leaves off my plants, 10 of the fan leaves to make my uh, uh, morning shakes, protein shakes. They, it, I put a little protein mix into it. it. It replaces spinach during the grow season. Beautiful. And this is, you're talking about um, what are the forms of cannabis? A lot of people don't understand. Raw. Mm -hmm. I talk about teas. You could take just a daggone piece of bud, find your favorite tea bag, and seep, sip and soothe, Dr. Uma says. Seep it. Sip on it. Very soothing. It's not going to alter you. You can then take that same bud, decarve it, put it in a toaster oven for about 350. Do the same thing, and it's going to give you a little sleepy time effects. Different methods. Mm -hmm. Different ways. Double dip in the bud right there. 
I didn't know talking you could about do double that. Dipping. Double dip that <laughs> bud with I vape like Vape your weed. After you vape it, use it in your cooking. My seniors love this. They've gotten into buying a nice vape machine, you know, and then uh, they... volcano. There's so many different ones, but they take that baked weed and then they put it in with their oil. Oh. And then they drizzle it with their food. One of my patients, she calls it her M&M pizza. She <laughs> sprinkles her decarb weed on it um, to give it the flavoring and then consumes it that way. Wow. That's okay. interesting. I know that in conversations with uh, a, a good number of people, is uh, a lot of people don't understand how to properly dose their edibles because everybody is so different. And I think that some people are afraid of taking too much. You can. Leo. You know what I mean? Uh, hey, blame Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Let's no, talk no. about that. Let's talk you about know? that. So, yeah, edibles. I made them for my... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, no. Leo, Leo had, uh, I, I share my edibles sometimes, but I had made it for my level of tolerance. No, I'm talking Leo's. about the butter. Oh, the yeah. butter. Well, the butter is straight up magic, right? Yeah. So he Leo was cooking with the butter, but he didn't realize that you're not supposed to lick the spoon. Of course you can lick the spoon. Good but no, this yeah. is weak. Too I, much. And oh, I, I had an out-of-body experience. It was, it was... <laughs> wicked oh, crazy it is and let me tell you what happened we had an event in georgia that happened these people came in from california um and they didn't tell them that the food had cannot and they couldn't do their work these people were so pissed off they said they didn't tell us that the food was medicated mm. and we consumed and they were totally out of their minds literally that's you know stuff. and so <laughs> this is where we have to tell people, especially with food events and all of this, if you're going to have it, if you're going to have kids in the home, pets in the home, they can get into this stuff and it can be bad. Been there. My yeah. father one time got into the cookie dough, not knowing that it was cookie <laughs> dough that was thousand megs of distillate mixed in, you know, not pretty. So sh this can happen. I had so a dog do that. That was interesting, just waving back and forth, back and forth. I'm like, oh, poor buddy. Yeah. So there is, I'm telling you, this is there. You must use safety. This is not just, you know, right. you, you can't, you've got to have some caution. We've got to educate people and then educate the kids that all gummy bears are not the same. Don't touch anything. <laughs> Don't put it in the, you know. Oh, you, you got it, to. It's kind of yeah. like, gun safety it's marijuana safety like i right. have all my edibles and stuff locked up in my bedroom in my own like personal refrigerator form Good. and stuff like that like you, you can't leave the stuff out label right, things right. if you have it in the oh, freezer absolutely right right so uh, back back to my original thing about uh you know everybody's levels and tolerances are a little bit different and i saw a comment pop up that yeah some people have taken too much the first time out and then they're afraid of it you know what I mean? Yeah. So how do you how do you get people to educate themselves Beautiful and find question. out what their own personal levels are? Right. So Dr. Woman loves rules and teaches. So we have three rules. Rule number one, you got to hydrate before you medicate. Why? Because cannabis is a dehydrant. And most people are dehydrated to begin with. And if they're not hydrated, and I don't mean just water. You can do watermelon. You can do grapes. You can do cucumber. Get the liquids in you so you're not dehydrated. The mm -hmm. second thing is make sure you have food on board. 
because cannabis causes your blood sugar to drop and people get a little antsy. We call it the munchies, but it's your body saying, feed me, please. Rule number three, the most important, journal. Write it down. You will not remember things. And this is why Hmm. I tell people, please write down so that you understand what the cultivar was, how much did you take of it, what did it help you with, how did it react for you? And if it said a dose on the thing, write that down. This is what it said on the label. Put it in there. And this is where we want to create apps. One of the things we want to create is an app where patients can put the stuff in and personalize it. Journal. I'm an old school. I still love my composition books. Composition mm-hmm. 101. You know, write this stuff down. Technology. Yep, me too. Go in a notes page on your phone. Start there. Create my my medicine page. And Write down what you're using, how much you're using, where did you get it from? See if there's a profile testing on it. Get educated. Yeah. Become and curious. don't take candy from strangers, especially if they can't tell you how much is in it. I actually have a <laughs> graph from dispensaries on what buds I like and what flower I don't like. I'm like, me and my girlfriend keep this whole thing. We'll go in because I forget all the time. I'm just like, I have no idea. And she'll be like, well, you you enjoyed this. You enjoyed that. But don't yep. get this because this was definitely not for you. Yep. And that's what you're going to learn. You know, it's like, um, I, and this is where I talk about dosing. Breastfeeding moms. Everybody knows a breastfeeding mom. Do we have any idea how much milk came out of one boob? No. But you know the baby Multiple. suckled. Right? And that first drop of breast milk has the same molecule that's in THC. So this is something that we want people to also understand. The science of it. How does this work? Why does it work? So THC, the intoxicating molecule, CBD, the non-intoxicating molecule, the spectrum of all cannabinoids. We've got so many. These receptors in the brain, in your lungs, in your eyes, they're throughout the whole body. And there's different kind of receptors. Different cannabinoids work with these different receptors. So what we'll understand is we don't know it all, but we understand we've identified over a thousand different cannabinoids. We've understood that different cannabinoids are working for different conditions and how we're understanding that how one cultivar may have all of these and why we use one with another or one without another, much more to learn. And this is where start out with the word titrate a little bit at a time. If it doesn't know it, especially with cookies, if the mix is not all the same, it's not going to be consistent. One end is not going to have the same as the other. Every chocolate chip cookie doesn't have the same number of chips in it. Every bite doesn't have the same number of chips in it. So think about it that way. Do I have a chip? Do I not have a chip? Is there cannabinoids in this one? Is there not in this one? So start out low and slow, a little bit at a time. Wait and understand your experience is personalized. Okay. Good point. Yeah, I mean, you know, I find that uh, if I just want to kind of relax but keep my wits about me, I'm good for 20, 25 milligrams in an edible. If I want to feel elevated, I need 50 to 75. I, it took me a long time to understand that. You know what I mean? 150 and, is way too much. <laughs> and you know what you'll understand? There's another concept that I want people to understand. If you have a cup and it only can hold so much, 
and your cup is smaller, okay, as you start to understand that this concept of the U, U curve, you won't need as much. You'll start to notice you will need only a little bit at a time. It's not like you're so depleted that you need a lot. So really look at that because otherwise you're just overusing your stuff and you don't need to use that much. Right, right, right. Which brings up another question. How long does it actually stay in your body? Very good question. So I'm a medical review officer. That's another initials behind my name, MRO. So this is where body fat content, men, women are different. Somebody that's heavy fat will last longer because cannabis is a fat soluble molecule. It's not water soluble. So if you are a cocaine user and somebody's a cannabis user, the cannabis user, the cannabinoids will stay in their body longer versus if you're something that's water soluble will be washed out. This is where people that are regular users of cannabinoid medicine, it can stay in their body 30 days, 45 days, even longer, depending on how long they've been using it and how their body metabolizes it. Hmm. And that's why drug testing positive does not equate to impairment. And that's right. another mm -hmm. thing that I'm fighting for. Impairment and drug testing are not the same. Wish I had known you 10 years ago. <laughs> right? <laughs> Explaining to the people, look, it, I tried for 30 days. I have no idea why it still came up positive. Yep. And this is right. where, you know, um, federal and non-federal DOT drug, we're not getting enough truck drivers now because if they use it in one state and then they get popped all oh, of a yeah. sudden, they're positive and they, it's not going to get out of their system. Yep. And they can lose their license right away for that. Absolutely. And yep, it's federal yep. issues. And so this is where that whole drug testing thing, I'm, I'm, I, I keep up with this because people are allowed to drive with blood pressure meds, allowed to drive with their other meds, and they're impaired. They are allowed to drive because they are given a legal prescription and they're okayed and cleared. But if you test positive for this plant known as THC, you're screwed. And I'm fighting for these things for policymakers. We've helped people get their jobs by explaining to HR that this person is not impaired. They're going to test positive, but they can do their jobs and they're much safer than some of your other employees. Okay. Yeah, bus drivers are a problem too for the same reason. Yeah. Well, it's all under DOT because if it's DOT, DOT versus non-DOT drug testing, if you fall under DOT, you, you fall under all of these guidelines. Right. Right. Right or wrong, that's the way it is. Absolutely. So we have about five minutes left with our lovely guest. If there's any more questions in the uh, chat there, Leo, or uh, if not, I think we should do our circle CSO. Yeah. Uh, we don't keep Leo on too long and he misses his next show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, no questions, just a lot of comments. And I, I saw I, that. Yeah. yeah. I think I, okay, uh, I've, I've got a, I've got a final question though. I figured. Yeah, I do. Uh, I figured. How does cannabis and the cannabinoids interact with pharmaceutical meds like I'm on blood pressure medicine. Okay. How does it interact with pharmaceuticals? It does. So general rule, I'm going to say this across the board, across the board, anything, anything metabolized in the liver, 
and you ingest it can have a potential of interaction. And that's, there's a system known as the cytochrome P450 system. That's how things get metabolized in the liver. And this is where drug-drug interactions can happen. And what we're understanding is that you can start to use less of your pharmaceutical drugs if you use your cannabinoids. What a concept. But you need to let your healthcare providers know this. And most healthcare providers don't know what to do with this information. So right. come see people like me or to have a discussion. <laughs> and hopefully, you know, the pharmaceutical, the, even when you go to the pharmacist now, they don't know what to do because they have not been taught about this. So No, I've asked the question to my primary. I've asked the question at the pharmacy. I'm not getting the answers that I need. They just want to keep prescribing blood pressure medicine. So come see me. I'll be happy to do a consult with you. Okay, let's go do it. We'll do a drug review of all your meds and I'll be happy to help you. And I promise you, promise, this is a promise that I can keep. We can help you at least maybe lower some of your meds. Hmm. You know, I hate pharmaceuticals. It, right. There's a role for them. Crap. I'm not going to gig the pharmaceuticals. I'm not going to gig them 100% because there's meds out there that my dad is 90 years old. And, you know, antibiotics and steroids and some of these meds have been around thousands of years, not thousands, hundreds of years, and they work. So do we overuse them and abuse them? Yes. Yeah. Is there an appropriate use for them? Absolutely. So okay. I'm not gigging the pharmaceutical industry. I just feel that we abuse things and I'm afraid of them that they're going to take this plant and put it into packages of every cannabinoid and not preserve the plant. And that's what I'm praying that doesn't happen. This plant must be preserved all over the world. We must preserve the cultivars that are all over the world. And I'm going to leave this as another thing. I truly believe in an endocannabinoid deficiency. I believe if we get all the cultivars all over the world and we look at the genetic makeup of people, we will understand that we took this plant away and why so many diseases have been created. Once we mm -hmm. replenish them, the diseases will be put at homeostasis and we can manage these illnesses. I truly believe that. Oh, okay. You will be hearing from me because I need to know more about that. Absolutely. I will be happy to help in any way. I'd love to come back and do more education. I'll be in Germany um, from July 25th to August 1st. Uh, this is year two for HamCam. We're very excited. And if there's ever a need for expert witness or you need a doctor or you just want to talk to somebody and policymakers, welcome them aboard too because they too need to know about this plan. Excellent. I want right. to say hey, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, don't go anywhere yet. We're going to Leo close the show out. Yeah, and uh, yeah, don't uh, you'll hear music for a little bit, uh, but uh, after after that, we'll thirty seconds of music. Yeah, 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 yeah thirty seconds. Yeah. After four and a half hours. Yeah, I'll give yeah. you the hey. phone number. Uh, just to FYI, it's 508-444-2324. 508-444-2324 If anybody needs any help. Excellent. Well, on that note, we will wrap things up. I want to thank everybody for watching this fine evening. For me, you know how to find me. Just Google me. Uh, but I run the Dorkening Podcast Network. Head on over to thedorkening.com. You can learn more there. We're going to be doing another show in about 45 minutes. So uh, stay tuned right here. And, uh, you know, we'll be talking about, uh, you know, they announced Superman and Lois. You know, uh, I'm sure there will be a lot of other cool stuff we'll talk about. Uh, Dr. Uma, where do you like people interacting with you? 
Um, they can actually call. I'm very much still an old school family doctor. I still pick up the phone and call people. We do home visits, so they can reach us at Uplifting Health and Wellness at gmail.com and our phone number 508-444-2324. And we have a small concierge practice and we help all ages. Awesome. Jeffrey. I love this lady. Right? She, she is doing so much for the world out there. And I, I, I think that she's just starting to understand, you know, and, and just kudos to you. And I know that you're going to be able to help me. For everybody out there, don't be afraid of cannabis. It's there to help you. But I think a lot of people still need some proper guidance. And our job is to try and help break this stigma. And that's what we're doing. Go to stilltoken.com. You'll find out anything you need to know about us. Don't ever Google me. There's a bunch of me's out there. Most of them are fake. And I just like to hide anyway. So go to stilltoken.com or Talking with the Dead on Facebook. Jar Jar. Hey, I'm Jar Jar. Jeremy, you can Google me anytime. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Find me on Facebook as Jeremy Courtney. Uh, Check out Comic Book Lovers Buy, Sell, Trade, and Auction House and Buy, Sell, Trade, and Auction all your geek stuff with me. And uh, check me out in a little while on uh, uh, the Midweek Geeks. Midweek Geeks. I forgot what we were called. And next (laughs) week on Tuesday for Splash Pages. That's about it. Nice. Benjamin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So usually it's Google Leo Pond, Google Jeff, (laughs) Google Jaja. But tonight it was Google me. I'm just saying it was Google me. So just Google me. I guess, you know, we want to thank Dr. Uma for coming out and hopefully opening some eyes out there in, in our broad realm that we can reach. Um, hopefully we'll see her again uh, doing something like this to keep the education going. But to all our veterans and first responders, and that's all first responders, including the nurses, um, We want to thank you for doing what you do so people like us can do what we do. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. We're out of here. Thank you. Thank you.